Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined as usual by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran. We've got a stack show for you here today, talking Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Von Miller, Philip Lindsay, and of course the NFL quarterback carousel this offseason and how that could potentially affect the Broncos and some big names. We'll talk about the Sean Watson, Carson Wentz, where we think those guys will end up. So Ryan will open the show here with the most timely topic and that is Justin Simmons as the tag window opens on Tuesday do we expect Justin Simmons to be tagged for a second straight year by the Broncos well I think that's what the tea leaves are saying right now Uh, just for background purposes I mean it's a three-week window Broncos don't got it they don't have to do it on Tuesday Uh, they don't have to do it two weeks from now. Uh, I think the longer that they don't offer the tag, that means maybe talks are progressing in the right direction. You know, last year, they, things didn't really get out of the blocks. John always said in July, the sides weren't close. But, you know, I think the Broncos are going to prioritize it. At the very least, they will tag him uh, just to hold his rights. And, you know, a team would have to give up two first-round picks. And also, the Broncos would have to decline the match. So, I, I think eventually... If it's not a long-term deal before March 17th, it's going to be a franchise tag uh, application. And, you know, you'd be the first safety since the franchise tag system was uh, instituted to be tagged uh, two, two straight years. So something about what he's done on the field to, to uh, warrant that kind of uh, payday. So, yeah, certainly warranting that payday, uh, that praise over these last couple seasons. As you mentioned, racking up the accolades, uh, Pro Bowl this season, second team All-Pro last season. So he's certainly getting done on the field, putting himself in good position to cash in. And, Ryan, as we've heard from Justin many times over the Zooms, I mean, he's obviously looking for a long-term deal that security to you know cash in on the big t- payday that he's work- been working towards since he got drafted out of Boston College. Um, I mean, what's going to be the mood in Simmons camp, you think, if he does get tagged for a second straight year when uh, maybe he was looking for a little more security than that, just like last year, and, and those talks obviously sputtered, as you mentioned. Yeah, and, yeah, if I'm Justin Simmons, I look at the 2021 franchise tag saying, okay, I made 10 points something last year. Because of the tag rule, 120% of the previous tender, I'm looking at a $13 million salary this year. All right, that softens the blow a little bit. But I think from his mind, it's I want to be able to believe that I'll be a Bronco for multiple years and maybe my entire career. And, you know, from the Broncos' perspective, you know, new GM George Payton, he is not in a position to let good players walk without comp- without getting anything in return. Right. Uh, Kareem Jackson's the last year of his deal. We'll get to him a little later, but I think it makes a lot of sense to try and find a deal. Here's the other reason why: with a long term contract, uh, they can they can basically get they can basically name the cap number. Yeah, okay, we you know. Is it five million like Garrett Bowles, and it jumps up to seventeen or eighteen? So I think that's why it's important to get a long-term deal from the Broncos' perspective. Is it, it, it gives you a lot more flexibility in terms of this year, uh, where you can have a low cap number because of a low base salary. Whereas if he if he plays on the tag, that's a thirteen million dollar cap hit that may impact some of your other business. So Ryan, you mentioned Kareem Jackson. Let's transition to him because obviously Simmons' future. 
somewhat tied directly to Jackson's future here, and if Simmons stays, especially more so. So Kareem Jackson, he's got a $12.8 million cap hit coming up here next season, $1.5 million guaranteed. And George Payton, he's got a decision to make there on Kareem Jackson. Do you pick up the option or do you uh, you know, go, go separate ways and maybe try and go younger there at that position? Um, I think you can do both. Um, I think they're going to pick up that option because it is a million and a half. Yeah, I don't mean to diminish that 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 dollar figure. That's a lot of money. But in the NFL scheme of things, it's it's a little bit more than a drop in the bucket. Right. And so I would bring I would bring Jackson back for a couple of reasons. One, you know, Kareem had a good year last year. He's still an effective player. And yes, he is getting older, but I don't see a major drop off. And then. Two, sort of the same thing with Simmons is you're not in a position to create more roster holes. This is, you know, there are there are enough already. So I would bring I would bring Cream Jackson back, and, but and then I would draft a safety in the second or third round. And if he doesn't take over for Jackson in training camp, let's say he does, then you can cut Cream and you say, all right, we only ate a million and a half. So I think that's an easy decision for George Payton is 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 to exercise Jackson's option. Yeah, Ryan, like you said, Cream. Laying the boom these last couple of years, bringing that physical presence to the secondary and that veteran presence as well, especially with all the youth and shuffling that's gone on at the cornerback positions over the past couple of years. Jackson, alongside Simmons, won the best safety tandems in the league. So it would behoove the Broncos to certainly keep that tandem together going into 2021, considering that was a strength last year. Yeah, and one thing, if I'm Kareem, and I get back to the Broncos this year in the offseason program. One of my first things I got to talk to Drew Locke and say, "Hey, it's nothing personal." Because <laughs> basically, right now he's acting as Deshaun Watson's pseudo agent to bring him to Denver. Right. Uh, not a great look to me personally. Uh, I don't know. I doubt Drew is bothered by it, but uh, I would be. I would make sure that they have a conversation early in the offseason program. Hey, Drew, uh, sorry I was just, you know, openly campaigning on Twitter to get Deshaun here. But, you know, Deshaun's pretty legit, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> Is that well, how... I still love you. <laughs> that, yeah, maybe that's how it'll go. So, anyways, okay, Kareem Jackson. So, Broncos, decisions to make there and maybe some uh, – uh, some some apologizing. I don't I don't think Kareem's going to apologize, but some some conversation to be had with Drew Lock uh, come time when the teams gets back together. But on to the next subject here, and that's Von Miller, and that is a huge decision for this franchise. Obviously, Super Bowl Fifty MVP, iconic player. He's uh, seven million guaranteed, so a little bit more than a little bo- more drop in the bucket for this one, Ryan. And uh, you look at the linebacker situation. Uh, what, what are the Broncos going to do? Because I know you and Kisla have opined that, hey, maybe it's time to depart from Mr. Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, there's a pretty good chance we could die on that hill. Uh, we, we, you know, I think a clean break would be good. You know, the Denver media mafia was going crazy today as we taped this on Wednesday night about uh, Dan Graziano from ESPN saying he could be a cap casualty. There's no news there. Everybody thinks he could be a cap casualty. Right. And so... But yeah, I, I, you know, it's a it's a good it's good insight from Dan. I don't fault him for saying that. Um, with you know, my my take has been Vaughn wasn't great in nineteen, was hurt all at twenty, and it counts twenty two million dollars on the cap this year. You can create a lot of flexibility. You can allocate some of that money to Justin Simmons, or you can sign an edge rusher to replace that uh, money that doesn't match the production. Here's the, here's the pickle for the Broncos is 
you got a couple of options. One, straight cut them. Two, ask them to take a pay cut. Three, extend them. Four, have them play this year on this year's salary. Uh, if you go, if you go the pay cut route, it doesn't make any sense to go from to say, "Hey, we'll we'll lower that cap number from twenty two to eighteen or twenty two to seventeen because that's you know you could that doesn't really make a big difference. Let's say they go to them and say, "We want we want to cut your pay in half, eighteen million dollar base salary. We want to cut your uh, to, to ten million. Well, Miller's going to have to make a decision of, okay, can I get that somewhere else? Can I get that with a contender or would a Green Bay or a Tampa Bay be interested interested in me for seven million, and I can maybe go championship chase in that way and get another ring? So I think that's what that's the you know if the Broncos offer him a pay cut, they're fully prepared for him to turn it down and for him to move on. So that's uh, you know it's a subplot that's going to develop over here over the next couple of weeks. But you know I, I, I stand pat that you know it's time to part ways. And folks, first in Orange Podcast, this is Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. A couple topics to close the show here. Wait, wait, Kyle, what would you do with Miller? Uh, I would also part ways, and I think I've said that on, on the podcast before. I Thank you for letting me get my opinion in, in there, Mr. O'Halloran. But yeah, you know, and just, just kind of based off the... The the two factors you mentioned his his age his declining performance in nineteen the injury in twenty obviously the injuries out of his control but still you got to factor that in and then just the, the enormous cost uh, on the cap hit and then you look at you know you obviously got Bradley Chubb coming back at outside linebacker as you know a linchpin a centerpiece there and he's coming off his pr- first Pro Bowl nod. You don't know what you can get out of Malik Reed, you know, coming into uh, year three after being an undrafted darling a couple years ago. He's continued to progress. And like you said, maybe you add another guy in the draft and uh, maybe, you know, somebody comes along. So I think it's just too much of a cost for the Broncos to uh, go down that road again. And like you said, on Von Miller's side, he might he might think the time's right to head, head elsewhere as well and uh, try and chest the championship waters in a in a green bay situation like you mentioned yeah and i'll finish up on miller is one one scenario is let's say let's say a team is interested in him and says to denver we'll give you a seventh round pick for him and then you tell miller hey we're going to sort of redo your deal a little bit but do you want to come and play with the packers or the cowboys or the buccaneers Maybe that's something also the Broncos would work on, sort of like a Jarrell Casey thing, what the Broncos did with the Titans last year. They gave up a seventh-round pick for a guy the Titans were going to cut. Right. No risk, potentially high reward, which it didn't pan out with Casey. But maybe that's what teams are also thinking about. So on to now some offensive decisions. Talked about Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, Von Miller. What what to do about Philip Lindsay? Uh, they could put a tender on him. You also got Melvin Gordon to consider, and he, of course he signed that two year deal ahead of uh, last year. So what's gonna what's the Broncos backfield gonna look like in twenty twenty one, Ryan? And is Philip Lindsay the homegrown product, Denver South? See you? Is he on his way out of town? I mean, I, I sort of, I sort of, uh, have, you know, went on that vine on Wednesday already. Uh, you know, thinking out loud on a couple of things, he's not going to get a first or second round tender. That, that's just not going to happen. Okay, if you tender him at his undrafted level, you get no compensation if he decides to sign where else you don't match. Don't be surprised if the Broncos think about that. And say, hey, we'll, we'll give you a tender, uh, but you're free to go elsewhere, free to shop yourself. And if you don't find the deal you want, maybe you come back here on a one-year deal. And you, know, you don't know what they're going to do with Melvin Gordon. 
mean, I would probably move off of him just because, you know, you're paying that much for a running back who's going to sit out the first three games. doesn't make a lot of sense. But it, it just – I'd be interested to know Philip Lindsay's mindset is right now. Is he so – is he so jaded about how last season went in terms of signing Gordon and, you know, getting injured and maybe he needs a fresh start and maybe teams believe in him more as a third down guy than the Broncos do, that he just wants to get, a, you know, uh, get started to do somewhere else. And one thing I would tell Philip is, hey, if you leave the Broncos, it's not going to diminish what your popularity is in this town. Right. You're always, he's always going to be a guy that is going to be able to get endorsements and have a broadcasting uh, niche after he's done playing and he wants to move back here. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, he should realize by now that it is a business. He realized that when he didn't get drafted. Uh, so it's not a be-all, end-all if he has to go play somewhere else. And, you know, uh, your take on Lindsay, different, same, in the middle? Yeah, about the same. And I would agree on that local legacy too. I mean, if he really believes he can go elsewhere, be a featured back and, you know, not have to share carries and be basically a number two guy to Melvin Gordon, like he probably will be this year, uh, you know, all the more power to him. And that's only going to enhance his popularity. And, you know, in the eyes of these fans, you look at a guy like Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you don't have to play for the Broncos to uh, have a big fan base here and have a have a little local legacy. So uh, Philip Lindsay, I think, I think uh, I don't know if we're going to see him in in orange and blue in 2021. He might have played his last snap because he might be looking to go elsewhere to uh, try and get try and get some more playing time. I mean, I mean, basically reading the tea leaves from all of last year's zooms, he he wasn't happy with the situation. Is that fair to say, Ryan? Yeah, I, mean, I, I get that. I mean, he, uh, I get his frustration, and and really the the, the Gordon Lindsay thing never really developed because they were always hurt at different times, right? And so you never, you never really got to see what Pat Shermer had in mind with a with a one one eight punch because you know sickness and injuries and you know one thing Lindsay has to consider is if he gets a multi year deal somewhere he should jump on it because he's been banged up here a lot each year during his career and you know uh, running backs develop tread on their tires very quickly and what's been interesting from the fan base's response is. We, we could talk about Von Miller getting cut, how's time to move on. And most of the fans that I hear from are going to have been, have been saying, hey, I, I get that. You know, he's going to be a ring of famer. We thank him for a great decade, but the time is now. Whereas if you mention Philip Lindsay not coming back, it's like you're, you know, saying that, you know, grass isn't green. Right. I mean, they're just so offended. But that's the way it goes in this league. And, and especially at that running back position is just so interchangeable. Philip Lindsay, of course, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons to start his career, but as Ryan mentioned, uh, injury-riddled this past season, that wrist uh, affecting him a couple seasons ago and continued to linger a little bit. And then, of course, he had some uh, issue, issues this year at the beginning of the year with the turf toe. So banged up and never really got out of the blocks this year, so we'll be keeping tabs on that at denverpost.com slash Broncos. Finally, to close the show uh, real quickly, we'll – Talk about the Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz sweepstakes. And I'll lead us off, Ryan. I'm predicting Deshaun Watson to the Panthers, Carson Wentz to the Colts. Thoughts, feelings? Yeah, yeah I mean, I could see I could see Panthers owner David Tepper being the one owner who would say to the Texans, okay, you want three ones in Christian McCaffrey? Okay, let's make it four ones. 
just you know he just you know he wants to make the splash. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I think that Carolina is the best spot because the AFC South. Drew Brees is retiring. Atlanta is going to be in, re- in a rebuild. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, maybe one more year, maybe two more years. But you know the, the opportunity there is to be competitive right away for at least a wild card. Um, Wentz is the Colts have made all the sense in the world, but it feels like things hit a roadblock there. Philadelphia seems surprised they're not getting a lot of offers. Well, crying out loud, pop the tape in. I mean, Carson Wentz's value is not great right now. Right. And they're not going to get two ones. If it's not the Colts, I would think it's the Bears. Uh, I do not think it's the Broncos. I don't think there's any interest there. Uh, you know, I, I do think they still have a lot of faith in Drew Locke, but if Deshaun Watson, the deal is right, you know, they should jump on it. But the Houston Texans have given no indication that he's even available. Uh, it's such a sticky situation. But, uh, you know, if I, I was just talking to somebody earlier today, I said, they said, what do you think? I said, if I had to lay a couple bucks down, I'd say Drew Locke is your week one starter, but has competition. And they sign a veteran guy who's going to make more than Drew. But, uh, you know, Stafford was one thing. Watts is another thing. Everybody else, your Wentz's, your Dalton's, your Bridgewater's, your Dalton, did I say Dalton Ray, your Ryan Fitzpatrick's, you know, Drew Locke may be a better option than any of those guys. Again, folks, first Norns podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Hey, you know, maybe Tim Tebow will be coming to Broncos camp again. Uh, who knows? He just announced his retirement from professional baseball. So, uh, yeah, so he didn't quite make it to the majors, but 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 close. So, uh, again, folks, SimmerPost.com slash Broncos. Appreciate you listening into the show. It's been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. And until next time, folks, take it easy.